Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, where each week you will hear topics related to women of faith and entrepreneurship who are cultivating lives of impact that will one day lead to a legacy. My name is Shelley Tyson, and I will be your host each week as we chat with other women who are navigating business, faith, parenthood, and a lot of other topics that relate to building lives that glorify God and serve others abundantly. I hope you enjoy today's episode and are encouraged as you intentionally choose to live a life of impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cultivate Podcast. My name is Shelly Tyson. I'm your host. And today I am so thrilled and excited to introduce one of my friends to you who is a queen and an expert in a topic that I know all of you probably want to know more about and just don't know how to find out the details. So today I'm joined by Taylor Murphy, who is my friend and tax extraordinaire, especially for online business owners. And I'm so excited to welcome her. We are going to get down into the juicy details of what it takes to be an entrepreneur and how to be smart about how to take advantage of all the tax benefits, how to be able to be a queen and a boss over those details, how to know when to delegate it. We're going to talk about that. And all the things. So we are literally going to make taxes fun and sexy today, right, Taylor? So welcome Absolutely. to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Can you just introduce yourself a little bit to our audience? Tell them who you are, what you do, and maybe why you love taxes so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm super excited to get to talk about this topic. Uh, My name is Taylor Murphy. I am 26 years old. I live in Denver, Colorado, and am a certified public accountant. So I have gone through the ringer um, with all of the tests and education that is required to be a CA and a quote unquote expert on tax however exciting that may sound to all of you. I have been in the tax industry for about three years now, post-grad, and I would say that I really fell in love with it because taxes are like a foreign language. And going through high school, I really always enjoyed my foreign language classes. I studied Mandarin for five years. So (laughs) taxes and Mandarin are very similar. (laughs) But really, I really what it is about taxes is they're always changing and the changes keep me on my toes and there's always something new to learn. Shelly was so gracious and called me an expert, but in the big scheme of things, being an expert in taxes is very difficult. You just have to know enough to get what you need to do done. I feel like that kind of describes the whole entrepreneurial journey. Also, like you're constantly a student. You can never not be a student. And that's what I love about you, Taylor, though, is that you exude a joy for learning and an excitement for learning. And that comes through in everything that you do. So I love that you brought that point out. Well, thank you. Now explain to us, you said three years in taxes. I know that your niche is online business owners and really helping online business owners have an understanding of taxes specifically on what the benefits are that they should be aware of. So let's rewind a little bit. How did you get from enjoying taxes as a foreign language and as something that you could always be learning to helping specifically online business owners? Like where did that shift come for you? Yeah, absolutely. So my, I will rewind a bit as well. My entrepreneurial journey um, started with a network marketing company. 
at the age of 19. And at that point, I did not know anything about taxes. I, when I first went to college, I was a criminal justice major. So taxes were not a thing (laughs) at that point in my life. I remember getting my first 1099 and sitting down with my dad to do my taxes. And we were like, what, what is this thing? Like, (laughs) what do we do with it? Is, is it a hobby? Is it a business? Like, how do we know? What are expenses? Like, do I have those? So that was my first glimpse into like dealing with taxes as an entrepreneur. And over the years, I, you know, had kind of let the taxes and my network marketing business separate. And I didn't really think about my ability to combine them and to really help entrepreneurs because it was probably a really bad imposter syndrome. And I was like, who is going to want to learn about taxes? Like, they're not fun. They're not sexy. I don't want to post about these on social media all day long. But what I kept hearing from the people around me is I would go to these networking events and I would tell them, oh, you know, I'm a CPA. And they're like, tell me more. And I was like, you're weird. Like, Because most people don't want to know about that stuff, but entrepreneurs do. Because the two things that are guaranteed in life are death and taxes. You know, it it finally just hit me one day and I was like, wow, like I need to start sharing my knowledge with entrepreneurs. And that was like August of 2020. And I took the leap of faith and got online and registered an LLC and started sharing about taxes. And I think it's, it has been one of the scariest decisions, but also one of the best and most rewarding decisions. I think that is so neat that you had people basically telling you that they wanted to know about that particular part of your skill set. And I know a lot of times in the entrepreneurial journey, especially if you're maybe in network marketing or in an industry where there are a lot of people that are doing something similar to you, we talk a lot about how can you set yourself apart? What is there about you that is unique? That is some a way that you can serve other people. And a lot of times people are telling you those things. You just have to start listening. And like you said, get over the imposter syndrome of this is legitimately something that people want to know about. And the thing about taxes that I think is so interesting is as an entrepreneur, one of the things that you have to be so relentless about is what do the numbers say, right? Like what are my numbers and are there ways for me to be creative about being essentially self-employed is what you are. And if you are treating it like a business, then you have to be concerned about what the tax liability is for things. And so I love that you have basically made it not scary which is, and, and it's approachable. Like I feel like you're making the subject approachable and like, Hey, this is something that you need to be thinking about, but there is a way for us to do it in a not scary way. And it's been in August, which is amazing. Like go Taylor for jumping in, in the middle of a pandemic into a new venture. That's just awesome. It says so much about your character. So since August of 2020, what are some things that you have learned and niching down and niching in such a unique kind of area of practice for online business owners? Yeah, Shelly, this is a really great question because 
had you asked me months ago, this would not be my answer. Um, but I think one of the biggest things I've learned is to not judge the process mm-hmm. as you're starting a business because things can happen very quickly. And one thing that I realized, so we are, it's June right now, we're just coming out of, you know, a tax season. Um, the tax deadline was pushed back again. And I did take on a handful of tax preparation clients. They were sending me their documents. I was preparing their tax returns. And what I learned is that I hate that. <laughs> Whereas, you know, just prior to that, I had launched a course and ran a four-week online course where I got to sit down every single week on Zoom and walk women through the process and see those light bulbs come on. And that's what I love. I love the education. And really, for me, do I enjoy taxes? Yes. But what it really is for me at the core of things is helping women realize that they can do it on their own. So you're really about equipping people to do it on their own as opposed to doing it for them, is what I'm hearing you say. Which is so interesting. I hope that our audience is hearing this from Taylor. This interesting thing that can happen when you start something new and you have this perception of what it's going to look like and you find out very quickly, maybe you actually have to pivot within the pivot that there has to be flexibility when you are starting something new to say, Hey, I thought it was going to look this way. And actually it's going to look totally different. So now that you have this realization, right, that this education perspective is really what you want to do. Have you found it difficult to make that shift for yourself? Like, did you feel any kind of resistance to saying, Hey, I don't want to do personal tax returns. You know, in, in my mind, it's a really easy decision and choice, but in real life, it is not as easy because, you know, I am a CPA. A lot of times when people hear CPA, they think, Oh, she can prepare my taxes. Mm -hmm. And maneuvering those conversations has been very interesting because, you know, I am a firm believer that even if you do outsource your taxes, you should still know what's going on. You don't want to get a tax return back from your CPA and have no idea what is or is not on that tax return. So I, I think at the core of things, it is the education and the learning and the understanding, even if it is just to a basic degree. So being able to express that thought to my clients and to my audience um, is definitely something I'm still working on, but so far it's going really well. Is that clarity that's coming along the way and then the confidence to say, Hey, this is, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. And then helping people understand maybe the difference, because just speaking from my own experience of being self-employed and then my husband became self-employed like a year later. So now we both have self-employed taxes. It's, it's not super fun. And it is something we do have to delegate out just because of the complexity of it. But I love the fact that you said, even when you delegate, it doesn't release you from personal responsibility and you have the responsibility to stay educated. And that is what you are offering people is that empowerment to say, Hey, I'm going to educate you. So whether or not you delegate or not, you feel like you have an understanding of this part of your business, which is beautiful. And so, so needful. So for our audience that are listening, maybe they're just starting a business or maybe they're 
several years into it and they're thinking, this is a topic that I feel like I don't have a handle on. What are some practical ways that maybe they can begin to learn and become more empowered when it comes to this part of their business? What are some suggestions or tips that you have? Well, the first thing I would say is use your resources. We, there's this thing, it's called Google. And it is an incredible thing. The, you know, the IRS website, the tax form instructions, websites like Investopedia are really great resources to break things down, concepts down so that you can understand at a basic level what is and is not. So that's the first thing. And, you know, Instagram is also an incredible search engine these days. There are so many tax people online that never were. So really just using your resources to find, you know, whether it's a specific answer to a question that you're looking for or just a general database for information. Um, don't be afraid to use your resources in that way. And I think, I think maybe is that sometimes, okay, let's say you do go to Google and you do Google this and begin to read it and you don't understand what is a suggestion for maybe like the next step for someone just from a very like basic level of understanding. I think it's important for every business owner to have some sort of relationship with the CPA, whether it's, you know, just for one-off questions or whether it is to entirely outsource and delegate, because if you do prepare your taxes yourself, you aren't going to be able to always walk into an H&R block or a TurboTax and get your questions answered right off the bat. So, you know, really finding a local CPA to you and just have their number saved in your phone or an email where you can just chat. That's what I would say is, you know, because we are entrepreneurs, you know, building those relationships and networking is always good. So that would be my second recommendation there. Because it's a world that's constantly changing and you need someone whose job is actually to like stay on top of those changes so that you're not always feeling like, is there something I'm missing? So that's, that's a really great point to save you time and energy just go to someone whose job it is to stay on top of that. Great. Any other tips that you can think of to maybe make this process a little simpler for entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the true headache of taxes, besides all the knowledge and the information and the technical side of things, is the organization. If you don't have a good organization tracking system in place, your life is going to be very difficult. And, and that tracking system and that organization looks different for everyone. There is no, you know, correct answer. For some entrepreneurs that I work with, QuickBooks is, you know, a full set of QuickBooks is that answer. And for others, it's, you know, a highly organized, categorized Excel spreadsheet that they use to track everything. Which is, which I love Excel. I, you know, I mean, it's basic and you can understand it and it gets the job done. Work with it. And on top of that, holding yourself accountable to do the things on a regular basis. Like when, when you know, like you have, your taxes are coming up and you're like, okay, now it's time to enter in all the receipts. <laughs> I have a really fun statistic, Shelly, okay. that I tell everyone on average, it takes an entrepreneur 24 hours to prepare their tax return. 13 of those hours are spent just organizing their information. So if you could take one hour 
and spread it out over 12 months, you would save yourself 12 hours in April when you sit down to prepare your taxes. The hard part about this, there's no ROI initially, right, on that. So let's talk about if you're disciplined, you're keeping up with tracking things. Let's talk about kind of the elephant in the room, which is all the things that you can get a return on from an ROI perspective if you're tracking things. If that lunch that you took is really something that is something that you can write off. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, in terms of staying organized, the return comes in a bunch of different forms. Time being one of them. One of the things I've learned is that time is my biggest asset. And if you can save yourself time, you just made yourself money. So that's return number one. Uh, Return number two is less stress. I'm sure the audience can resonate with this. But when you sit down to prepare your taxes, because you have pushed it off and pushed it off and pushed it off, and you have X amount of time to get it done, and you feel awful, you've got a headache, you don't want to do it, there are so many other things you could be doing, that can be avoided by staying organized, staying on top of it, doing the things throughout the year. When it's just a Tuesday afternoon, and you've got an hour, and you sit down and you put your receipts in your spreadsheet. Return number three is definitely monetary. When you are not organized, you forget about things. And in the scheme of taxes and write-offs, when you lose things, when you forget about things, you are costing yourself money. When you forget that receipt, you just cost yourself an extra X amount of dollars in taxes that now you're going to have to pay. Really, you know, having that structure in your organization system to stay on top of it is going to save you tax dollars in the long run. And I think the cool part about this is too, is that you just beautifully broke down how ROI is more than just dollar signs. Yes, it is dollar signs. But the first two things that you mentioned were it saves you time and it saves you stress, which I hear as being, it actually gives you time if you're disciplined and organized. It actually helps you feel more relaxed. And who doesn't want to feel more relaxed? And it's actually saving you money in the long run, which is making you money, right? That is literally the very reason that a lot of us are being self-employed to begin with, straight up fire. And I hope that our audience will listen to that and take that to heart of those reasons are the very reason why disciplining yourself to enter the receipts and to be organized Those are the very reasons why that is possible, because those are the things that we all want. What would you say to the person who is listening and they're just feeling scared and overwhelmed about where to start when it comes to their taxes? I know we've talked about what would be your advice? Yeah. um, So one of one of the questions that I often get, and I, you know, when I had heard this, I honestly, truly do think it is a genuine concern that a lot of entrepreneurs and individuals have. And so what I want to tell you and your audience is that you are not going to go to jail for making a mistake on your tax return. It is not that big of a deal. With taxes, what's interesting is you'd have to do it right enough to and not raise a red flag to the IRS. Taxes are very gray. And it is, you know, really figuring out your comfort level of where you are in that gray area. And maybe you're not in that gray area. Maybe you're, you know, over here in the black space where everything is right and wrong, which is okay. Sitting down to do your taxes, they don't have to be perfect. You know, as, as entrepreneurs, you know, whether you're type A or not, 
we feel like everything has to be perfect. And taxes are just not like that. You get them as right as you possibly can. And 99% of the time, that's good enough. Because that is really freedom. I think is ultimately with this whole thing, it just diffuses it, right? It just, it just diffuses this whole topic and makes it feel like just like anything else that you do as an entrepreneur, where you're, you're doing a lot of things for the first time, that there's a learning curve and you might fall down and you might make mistakes more than likely you will fall down and make mistakes. And that's okay. That's part of the process. And so taxes are just another opportunity to learn something that is necessary, that it's beneficial and that is going to have bumps and, you know, a roller coaster along the way, just like being an entrepreneur as just in general. Taylor, this has been amazing. How can our audience contact, get in contact with you? I know you have some resources too. You mentioned your online course and maybe a Facebook group. Like how do they get in contact with you so that you can be their resource? So you can find me on Instagram at by Taylor Murphy. So that's B-Y Taylor Murphy. I do have a Facebook business page where you can find me as well. And, you know, after just talking about staying organized and really having that accountability, but I do have an Excel spreadsheet that I have hand uh, created for online entrepreneurs to find that organization system that really works for them. And then on top of that, I have it bundled with something that I call the write-off room. And it is a monthly one hour power hour where you can show up on Zoom, get your tax information organized and have me there as a resource to answer any of your expense or deduction questions. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that that's also going to diffuse and give relief to our audience that there are resources out there. And for those of you listening, for those of you watching, please go and follow Taylor. I'll put all of that information in the show notes so that you guys can get in contact with her, follow along. Also her reels are on point. She is so funny and I love watching her talk about taxes because she makes it fun. And so go get in contact with her on Instagram. Definitely download those organization options for you so that you can be the boss, not just of your business, not just of, of what's going on in your life, but also of your taxes. Thank you, Taylor, so much for being here. I can't wait for our audience to get in contact with you. Thanks, Billy. Thank you so much for listening today. My prayer is that this episode today has encouraged you that wherever you are, wherever God has you walking, whatever season you're in, you can make an impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. If you would like to learn more about Cultivate and how you can continue making an impact in your home and in your business, you can check us out at cultivatelegacy.org or follow us on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy.